Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? If you had to take problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a Chris ain't one. Hit me. Now, from the ESPN studios in New York City, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. To a shotgun, back to throw, looking, 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 steps up, fires, touchdown again! It's Waddle! Touchdown! Second half, we came in and, and played the way, way we wanted to. That's what I'd say about that. His sixth touchdown Six pass touchdown of the, the day. For all the hitters out there, man, who saying Tua can't do this, can't be that, I really hope you soon jump on jump on his bandwagon, man. The Miami Dolphins. How about that? And they beat the Ravens 42 to 38. What a football game. Tua gonna need a real battle after the season. The tote his money, his boatload of money. Uh, my guy Canty. He's got a little uh he's got a little of the Oh yeah. Tua tiredness. Oh yeah. Tua fatigue. A lot of Tua fatigue. A lot of tool fatigue. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Big fella, a lot of people talking crazy, including some people that were on the Get Up show today. Yeah. That would be one Dominique Foxworth and one Kimberly Martin about Tua. These Tua non-believers, man, they're taking over and they're losing their minds and it over, le- over one performance. It leads us to Get Up, Get Down. It's Get Up in the Morning. Good morning. It is time to Get Up. But in the afternoon... We get down. Get down on it. It's time for Get Up, Get Down. Get down on it. Is it fair to characterize you this morning as exasperated? Yeah, that, that is a fair characterization. Because as I was watching I was this morning, I would say that that's what I saw. An exasperated man who wants to try to enlighten everybody, but you have a group of people who just are not listening or who, frankly, are just seeing what they want to see. But that's what Tua does, though. That's what Tua does. He's the most polarizing player in the National Football League. And, Carlin, I don't remember anything like it. I, I honestly don't. Like, I, I'm sitting here debating things that we're watching on film, and we always have this saying in the NFL, the eye in the sky don't lie. There are certain things that I pointed out on today's show about Tua that I didn't think were ambiguous. I didn't think that they were subjective. I thought they were just fact of the matter. But apparently – they're the subject of debate. For instance, the touchdown pass that was the game winner to Jalen Waddle. Okay, everybody's talking about Tua's accuracy. Dominique Foxworth saying Tua had to put the ball high and behind his receiver in order to avoid the safety being able to get over there to make the play. Carlin, ain't no damn safety in the picture. There's no safety in the middle of the end zone. He, he, he had to throw the ball high. You're taught to throw the ball high in the red zone. Either your guy gets it or it's an incomplete pass. I get that. But why would you throw it behind him when there's a defensive back in a trail position? You lead the guy high. You don't throw it behind him. That's not what you're taught to do. So don't don't preach to me about the accuracy of Tua when I see an errant throw in a clutch situation. Now, Jalen Waddle made a hell of a play, and he mossed the DB that was in coverage on him. But the guy's in a trail position. 
Why would you throw it high and behind him? So there's one. The other two throws to Tyreek Hill that ended up being bombs for touchdowns, there's nobody within five yards of Tyreek Hill. Congratulations, Tua. You didn't blow the layup. You hit open receivers as a result of broken coverages. I'm not going to take that away from him. I'm not going to disparage him because of that because there are some quarterbacks, like your quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, that can't even do that. So I'm not going to blame Tua for taking advantage of a defense that decided they wanted to be suspect at the most inopportune time. What I have a problem with is this knee-jerk reaction and people going to the far end of the spectrum and saying that the performance on Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens definitively makes Tua the franchise quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, where there's entirely too small of a sample size to make that determination. That's where I'm at with this. I I just think right now, because they've had a moment, this is a group of people who want to celebrate and want to try and point and say everybody else is wrong because the moment was that spectacular in their minds. But, Chris, we can all, when we have a take that we want to believe in, even though our inner selves are telling us you probably shouldn't be backing this one up as much as you are. Because, listen, if we're being honest with ourselves, we've mm-hmm. all been there. We've all said things or or wanted to believe in things, not just as takes, things in our personal lives, whether it was a relationship. Yeah. You want to believe it's there, but you know it. You know it's not. With Tua, we know it's not there. If you're paying attention, it's not there. Mm-hmm. So you can throw this weekend to a bunch of guys running down the field, and you have a couple of receivers who make some good plays, and all of a sudden it's the second coming and you guys are idiots. Listen, I'm very confident that when we get to the middle of the season, this question is going to be very active and very alive. Mm-hmm. And you are going to be even angrier as Dolphin fans as we get to the later parts of the season that your owner screwed up like he did that cost you a second first-round pick for next year that would have allowed you to get to a place where maybe you could have drafted one of the top guys. Yeah. That's where you're going to be. I'm just telling you, it's week three. That's where you're going to be. This guy threw for 469. That's great. There are a lot of bad quarterbacks that have had great days. Chris. Mitch Mitch Trubisky threw for six touchdowns once upon a time, Carlin. For Pete's sake, I'd even point to the Jets and Mike White last year. Oh, yeah, he had a huge day. Did that make Mike White? He did it against the Bengals, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Did that make Mike White the quarterback of the future? No. It did not. No. Guys, go and look at the list of the 50 quarterbacks who have thrown for 469 yards or more in a game. And you tell me that there aren't at least 10 to 12 of them that are exceptionally average or bad. Yeah. Or turned out to be. So, but, but Carlin, here's you're, the thing. You're seeing what you want right now. But Carlin, here's the thing. That wasn't the only thing that Neek said on Get Up This Morning. Oh, that wasn't it? That wasn't it. Oh, well, we, then we, we got, probably we got, listen to We got it. some sound on something else he yes, said on do. Get Up. That, that might even be more egregious. I think the ceiling is higher. I think the floor is higher because of Hurts' running ability, but I think Tua's accuracy anticipation, when it's right, the ceiling is higher for him, and I really like what he did last week. So we're all suffering a bit from recency bias, but y'all are worse than me. No, you're we're suffering, suffering from-, from recency bias? You're Tua su- just threw for six touchdowns? Oh, my That's God. That's not recency bias? 
Think about the body of work for Jalen Hurts. Everybody's pointing to these two games. <sighs> Did we forget that Jalen Hurts was the quarterback of an Eagles team that played in the wild card round last year? Did we forget that, Carlin? They made the playoffs. They were the number one rush offense in the NFL. Thanks in large part to who? Jalen Hurts. And now he's made that next step as a passer and being able to win from the pocket. And you've seen the growth in terms of his overall mechanics. Not to mention, Carlin, I know Jalen Hurts is going to be out there playing. I know he's going to be healthy. I can't say the same thing for Tua. So in what world does it make sense to take Tua when you see what Jalen Hurts has been capable of doing in his first two years as a starter? Help me out with that one because I, I don't get I it. I wish I could. You've been to the playoffs already. And, guys, just do me a favor. Just for a moment. And, and Dominique, you know this. You know this. Watch the ball coming out of his hands. I'm not a quarterback technician by any stretch. I never played the game professionally. But when I know that ball is coming out wobbly and slow, there's a problem. Yes. Every time the ball comes out of his hands, it looks like somebody was uh, shooting clay pigeons. And that's a wounded duck. <laughs> duck hunt? You know what I mean? It's duck hunt. That's basically what it is. <laughs> it's not a tight spiral. It's a lollipop, and you know this, and you know that at any moment that ball can be picked. Yeah, you know Tua's not driving the football, and we're starting to see Jalen Hurts show signs that he has the ability to drive the football down the field. What's wrong with you people? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know in what world you're saying I'm going to take – Take Tua over Jalen Hurts. Now, part of Nick's argument was, well, think about what Tua's had to deal with, with the owner and the controversy that he stepped into. And I'm just like, did we forget the controversy that Jalen Hurts stepped into with Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman feuding over who their starting quarterback was going to be with Carson Wentz and what they did at the end of that season and and starting Nate Sudfeld in the second half when they had a chance to to compete and keep a team out of the playoffs? All All I'm simply saying is this. The Philadelphia Eagles have done a great job with developing Jalen Hurts. I will give them credit for that. Mm -hmm. But that does not mean that there was not dysfunction around Jalen Hurts early in his career. Of course there was. Carson Wentz was still there. That was a disaster. Exactly. Now, it's not what Miami is and what we've heard from Miami. No. But I'm just saying that both guys have had to deal with some organizational shortcomings in their early career. Here's all I can tell you. Just be honest with yourself in this moment. Looking back, if you believe in Tua, would you have taken him ahead of Justin Herbert? Hell no. Of course Hell not. Hell no. There's no way you can make that right, though, Carlin. The horse is out of the barn. No, but this is my There's point. There's no way you For can defend you it. For all you Tua believers, you know. You know. You know you just don't want to Here's the thing. Him. Justin Herbert has never thrown for six touchdown passes in a game. There's no way. There's no GM that's going to take... Tua over Justin Herbert. I, I mean, no GM. I don't want to go through the list, but I just did a cursory glance. Cursory glance. 17 other quarterbacks I'd take first. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. You know, it's not often that you hear Bill Belichick smitten. But Bill Belichick is smitten. And you can tell there's some jealousy in something he said today. We'll explain, and you'll hear... From the Patriots head coach. Next, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Looking forward to Patriots-Ravens this weekend up in Foxborough. Chris and I are going to be doing it on ESPN Radio. Should be a lot of fun. Sal Powell will be on the sideline for us for that game, too. He was with me in Pittsburgh this past weekend. Yeah. Going to be hard for me to be objective in this game. Can't lie. You're wearing a Ravens shirt right now. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> I mean, you know, just try. Don't wear a Ravens shirt on Sunday. I'm right? not going to wear a Ravens shirt on Sunday. That's why I'm getting it in during the week, right? You should. You should definitely. I'm getting walk it in, in during the week before I show up to the stadium. Walk in with a helmet. You should definitely walk in with a Ravens. Oh, helmet. that would be great, wouldn't it? Just to walk in with a Ravens helmet on to do the game. Well, guys, just, I'm no, ready. Just walk in wearing your old Ravens jersey. Just wear, no, the helmet means I mean business. <laughs> the, the helmet says I mean business. The jersey is like every fan is going to come into the stadium with a jersey. But if I walk in with the helmet, that, that's how everybody knows, listen, uh, if they got to call me out of the booth for a couple of snaps, I'm ready, coach. Give me a couple of Tordal shots and an IV bag. I'm ready to go. I mean, Justin Houston's out there. I think you could. That's a great point. <laughs> Justin Houston. He's had a couple of there. sacks the last couple Man, of weeks. Man, didn't he, though? Man, looked great against Miami. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. So earlier today uh, in his Wednesday news conference, Bill Belichick was asked specifically about Lamar Jackson and what he has done so far. And if, in fact, uh, Jackson has answered all of the pre-draft concerns that people had with him. Without a doubt, it's the type of player that's a, you know MVP type of candidate. I think he's more than answered him. But we'll see what his contract is. That'll answer him. <laughs> Not often. That you, you, don't hear hear, that. you don't hear Mm-mm. Bill talk about players' money. No, you don't. You, you just don't. And you don't, and you don't hear Bill, like he'll always respect the opponent, but he does reserve the praise for certain guys yes. that he really, you can tell he has an ultimate respect for. Like, before he became a Patriot, a guy that he absolutely loved was Brandon Cooks. Yep. He couldn't, he just couldn't get enough of him. And you can hear that a little bit. I mean, all right, I'm not going to make the leap here. But you hear something like that, and you think, eh. You kind of hear yeah, some he jealousy he- in there. Like, I wouldn't mind having him instead of Mac. Yeah, I mean, he gushes about certain guys. I remember before the Super Bowl how he talked about Aaron Donald. 
Yeah. Like, he, he had a lot of love for Aaron Donald. Like, there are certain guys that, that are at the best in their position. You can tell that Bill Belichick has a high, high respect level for those guys. Holds them in high regard. So, here's Lamar, who was asked about his pre-draft meeting with Belichick uh, prior to uh, the 2018 draft. Um, I seen Belichick smile. Um, usually, I see him, he's like puzzle face, like a straight face guy. When I see him smile, I'm like, dang, you, you got humor. Like, <laughs> I told him that. He was like, yeah. I'm like, I wasn't expecting you to be smiling. Why did they take Sony Michelle? <laughs> Because they could win a Super Bowl with Sony Michelle, they had Tom Brady. I know, but you know, but here's they the didn't thing. win the Super Bowl but didn't, because but, of Sony Michelle. But here's the thing: didn't Belichick say that when Brady left out of left and went to the Tampa Bay Bucks? He's like, "Yeah, we mortgaged the future for the here and now, and now we've got to deal with that reality." Mm-hmm. But Lamar Jackson, I mean, based on what we heard from Bill Belichick and how Lamar said he was smiling at the interview pre-draft. doesn't sound like he would mind having Lamar Jackson and, as his quarterback. But Just saying. And let's talk about that for a second. Remember, that was right around the time, uh, you know, it was probably a year after the fact of going through the whole power struggle with Brady mm-hmm. and getting rid of uh, Jimmy G when yep. he didn't want to do it. And he just turned around and traded him for a second round pick and Kraft ended up, uh, you know, Brady went to Kraft and Kraft told Belichick, we're keeping Brady. Yeah. We're and not he, moving and, on from him. And he rewarded him with the championship. So the next year he couldn't turn around and draft Lamar Jackson also. No, and that was a part of it too. Yeah. yeah. That would yeah. have been that would have been, you imagine if he did that, yeah, I traded away Jimmy G. We're drafting Lamar Jackson. That would have been pretty awesome. That would have been. Yeah. But now we know that that wasn't going to be left up to Belichick. That was a craft decision. Chris, I am also I am always always intrigued when you are a defensive lineman, when you're playing defensive end, when you are an outside linebacker, uh, in particular, the challenges that Lamar Jackson or somebody like him presents in just trying to be as disciplined as possible in containing a guy like that. It's the most complex running game the NFL has seen in the last four decades. Explain. Well, essentially what it is is option football, but you don't see that in the NFL because teams are hesitant to get their quarterback hit as much as the typical option quarterback gets hit in the college ranks. And so because the athletes are bigger, faster, stronger, the thought was that, you know, your quarterback could potentially subject himself to injury. But with Lamar Jackson, because he's such a gifted runner and he has a knack for being able to avoid the big hit, the Ravens have full confidence in using him as a focal point in a run game. And when you're talking about a guy that at any given time is the fastest player on the field – it makes it hell for opposing defenses to game plan for because you can't put enough guys in the box to be able to stop the run. You know why? Because they're using the quarterback as a ball carrier, which means they got a hat for a hat, meaning they got a blocker for every defender that you got plus a ball carrier. All Lamar Jackson has to do is make one guy on the football field miss. One guy. And that guy is usually coming from backside pursuit. Carlin, it's hard to slow it down. And so when you couple that, with Lamar's evolution, his ability to throw the football down the field, and what we're seeing from Devin DuVernay and what we're seeing from Rashad Bateman, what we know Mark Andrews is capable of, this is going to be a tough offense to stop. I don't think the first two performances from Lamar Jackson are aberrations. I think this is going to be who he is for the entirety of 2022, which could prove you correct 
in saying that he was going to have an MVP year. I think Lamar Jackson is poised for that kind of season. I, I do too. I I'm I'm a huge fan, and I just think he continues to get better and better and better. And Car- I, Carlin, I, there have been two instances in NFL history of a player that has six passing touchdowns and 100 rush yards through the first two games of his team season. They're both Lamar Jackson. 2019 (laughs) when he won MVP and this year. We're expecting Devin McCourty this hour. Meanwhile, we also have Chris's power rankings as well. We're going to get to... A little spicy. A little spicy power rankings. Yeah. One team lost and stayed right in those top five. So uh, what's he thinking? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We are presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. He does it every Wednesday at this time. He tells you who's up top and who deserves to be very, very close to up top. We're going to say this is who's number one. Each week, only one team can top Canty's NFL power rankings. Number one. Who? Who's number one? Find out now. It's who's number one. Could you tell right there I didn't really know exactly what I was going to say? Yeah, it feels like you didn't yeah. know what direction you wanted to go in. But, Carlin, I got to tell you, as your partner, I like it that way. Yeah, it's kind of a I decisive. like it that way. Who's number one? You ready to kick this thing off? Let's do it, my friend. Number five. Usually a team that loses in that week doesn't make its first appearance in the power rankings. But we have the rare outlier this week. Week three power rankings, the Los Angeles Chargers. Checking in in the five spot. Listen, Mm. I like this team. Top 10 offense. Their defense is third in sacks while having the fewest missed tackles of anybody through the first two weeks of the regular season. And we know that that is a measure of a really good defense, making sure you get guys on the ground. I think that group is only going to improve, especially when you look at who they got on the corners between J.C. Jackson and Asante Samuel Jr., who's starting to come into his own. Derwin James looks healthy. And then Khalil Mack, we've got the return of the Mack. That guy is a game wrecker opposite of Joey Bosa. They're going to create some problems. So I like the Chargers, and here's what I'll say. Their quarterback showed me something on Thursday night. Mm. He showed me something. Carlin, there was a play after he cracked his ribs where he couldn't take off and make the first down, and there was nobody within five yards of him. The very next play, the guy throws a dime to move his team into the red zone. 30 yards on a rope. 
I'm impressed by the metal from Justin Herbert. I didn't know he had that in him. I always knew he was a good quarterback. I didn't know he had that kind of physical toughness. That's impressive. That was impressive. You hate the coach, though. Hate the coach, Brandon Staley. Number four. The Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. They're making their first appearance on the power rankings. And, Carlin, I don't know how you couldn't love what you've seen from the Eagles through the first couple of weeks. I was a little on the fence after they allowed the Lions to hang 35 points on them. But the Lions can run the football, and I have a feeling that the Lions are going to do that to a lot of people, run the hell out of the football. But that being said, Philadelphia Eagles look good. Jalen Hurts looks great. And you can see the jump in the MVP odds. Like, this guy has developed. He's taken the craft seriously. You can tell that him working with Tom House to improve his mechanics is going to lead to more top-end production for him and that Eagles offense. A.J. Brown is a huge difference maker, too. We know that they're good on both sides of the ball at the line of scrimmage, but now they're starting to get some pieces on the edges on both units that are going to be the difference in this team competing at a championship level. Keep it moving. Three. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, Carlin, I know that the injury list is long and distinguished, but it doesn't matter because they got Tom Brady and they got one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in all of football. Defense is tops in expected EPA. They are tops when it comes to scoring. They are tops when it comes to sacks. And they are third when it comes to takeaway. There's nothing that this defense doesn't do at an elite level. And I feel like this defense is going to give the offense for the Bucs runway to figure it out this season. Number two, Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think they're worried about not having Tyreek Hill in that lineup. That offense can still score in bunches, Carlin. And some of the magic that we saw from Pat Mahomes in that game against the Chargers, I mean, the sidearm throw to Jarrett McKinnon for a touchdown, Carlin, you can't really teach that. Mm. You, you, you can't teach that. I mean, and then stepping up and, and hitting Danny Fortson for a touchdown, like it's just, it's just guys coming out of nowhere, and Pat Mahomes is making them better. And you see the command that he has in the office. You also see Clyde Edwards-Alaire showing some toughness in the running game, too. That is a surprise for me from the Kansas City Chiefs, but they're a top-10 run game now. Look out for the Kansas City Chiefs. Number one. The Buffalo Bills, they got to have the top spot, man. Mm. They got to have the – when you outscore your opponents in the first two weeks by a combined score of 72-14 to and you're played against the reigning defending world champions – and the number one seed in the AFC from a year ago, you got to give them their props. I, I mean, it, it felt like the game was a little bit competitive after the first quarter, and then the Buffalo Bills just put their foot on the gas in the second half. And, Carlin, you know it's ugly when both teams are playing backup quarterbacks in the third quarter. That was the case on Monday Night Football. I, I mean, the Bills in both primetime spots against the Rams and against the Titans absolutely embarrassed both teams. They made them look like JV squads. It's clear that Von Miller is going to make a difference in terms of being able to create pressure up front. They got some young guys, some pups on that defensive line that are starting to round into form. The the health of the secondary is a little bit concerning with Dane Jackson and Trey White and Micah Hyde dealing with stuff, but I feel like that defensive front will help them overcome that. And, oh, by the way, Josh Allen might be the best quarterback in the National Football League right now. So to be clear, we're leaving out a couple of 2-0 and teams. Those would be the New York Giants, which is... Hell no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the Miami Dolphins, which also, eh, I get it. Christopher, I think this list is fantastic. I think it's on point. I, I, If I could disagree with one entry, I would. I can't. It's perfect. Now, I've seen some people swapping the Dolphins for the Chargers. How do you feel about that? No. 
No, because I do think overall the Chargers are a better team, and I think that was an exceptionally difficult spot the other night. And you're right, we saw a lot from Herbert. I will say, does the had the injury not occurred, I would be wondering a little bit more about when Herbert's going to break through and get that one big win. Got it. That's it. But I can't pin that on him for what happened the other night and as gutty as he played. What about the Eagles and the Bucks swapping spots? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. And I listen, I got the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Not yet because because of the level that the defense has played so far for Tampa. I agree with that part of it. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If I gave you a choice, the Buffalo Bills or the field in the AFC, which one you take? The Bills. And wow. It's, it's not close. Wow. Yeah. And so we, I'm giving you all of these other teams in the AFC, including the Kansas City Chiefs if you want them, yep. and you're taking the Bills. I am absolutely taking Whoa. the Bills. Yeah. One last thing I'll say real quick, too. I think an underrated part, and you hit it there, Edwards Alaire, uh, you know, in training camp, it was not going so great for him. Yeah. And he was starting to get pushed a little bit by a couple of other guys, and he has responded. He has responded exceptionally well. And if they're going to run the football like that, look out, Jack. That's going to be difficult to deal with. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Week three begins tomorrow night. I can't wait. It's Pittsburgh. It's Cleveland. We're looking forward to that. And we're going to tell you the one team in week three that has to be at this point close to a quarterback change. It's Canty and Carlin. You're welcome on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. So I'm on my way home last night, and uh, a friend of mine uh, called, and we were chatting for a minute, and he was on a train, and he was uh, doing it very quietly with a pair of earbuds in and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you could just hear somebody in the background who apparently was sitting next to him screaming into his phone and doing it with the speakerphone on so you could hear the entirety of the conversation. And I had this, it it made me uh, remember something from the day before. Chris, the situation that we have in society right now involving public conversations on FaceTime or the speakerphone is out of control. Yes, it is. It is beyond out of control. The other day, meaning Monday, I am uh, in the city, and there is a woman who is on the corner 
who is having a FaceTime discussion, no headphones in, no nothing, volume jacked, having a discussion with a girlfriend who was talking about, you know... Hooking up with somebody. Hooking up with somebody and doing it in very graphic nature, which I don't need at all. And this is only the latest. Like, this is happening all over the place. So I guess my question is, what's wrong with you people? Why do you want everybody to know everything about what's going on in your conversations? We're Why? in the age of overshare, Carlin. You see it but in all social overshare. media, though. That's just dumb. Well, you say it's dumb, but, I mean, people are doing the same thing on their social media accounts. And they're assuming that that's something that their followers are interested in. This is what people do. This is why TikTok and Instagram and Twitter are so popular. But if They're I want to follow you, I'll everything. follow you. I, I, if I'm standing next to you on a train, chances are I'm not following so you on TikTok. So if you're following them virtually, it's okay. If you're yes, following them literally, because, not okay. Because I'm doing it voluntarily. <laughs> you're forcing me to do it. But here's the thing that I don't understand. People that don't have earbuds... With their like, why? Why are you? Why are you? They come with the phone. That's the point. Like they come with the phone. Like if you get an Android or if you get an iPhone, the earbuds come with it. Okay, they might not be the fanciest earbuds. You still might have to plug them in, but to have earbuds, I mean, you can have some privacy with your conversation in a public place. You you saw me the other day. I was flustered when I lost my headphones, my earphones, yeah. my earbuds. I was I was upset. I had my earbud pros. I lost them, had to buy brand new earbuds. I'm still trying to get used to them, but I, I feel naked without my earbuds. They're like leaving home without my phone. I have to have my earbuds. Why? Because I'm probably going to have a conversation between when I leave home and where I get where I'm going. And I don't need everybody to know the details of said conversation. I wanted to take this person Walk them into the Dwayne Reed drugstore across the street, buy them the headphones, and hand them to them. Here, I'll, I'll spend the 15 bucks to get you and your friend to shut up. <laughs> We're looking forward to calling Ravens Pat Sunday on ESPN Radio, and always look forward to talking to this guy and watching him play. He is Patriots' 11-time captain, I believe it is now, and three-time Super Bowl champion, Devin McCourty, Dev, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty. How you doing, man? Good, man. How you guys doing? We're doing okay, but I think you should know right out of the gate that Canty is sitting here wearing his Raven shirt. That's right. Like, what's that about? I expect that. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not going to make any bones about it, Dev. I still feel a way about the divisional round in 2014 where you guys ran that eligible, ineligible receiver stunt in a no-huddle offense where we're up by 14, and you guys use that to get back in the game. You end up winning that on your way to winning Super Bowl 49. I still feel a way about that. You took a ring from me, and it bothers me to this day. As long as we can acknowledge that it was a legal play, I got Lawrence Guy in here who's still complaining about that play too. So it was a uh, legal it play me. all until that off season when they changed the damn rule I because know. they realized it should have been <laughs> something that was changed. Wow, absolutely I thought, ridiculous! I thought it was a great. I thought it was a great rule. Great. Wow, play this escalated quickly, didn't it? Well, yeah, they <laughs> they pride themselves on knowing the rules better than everybody else, and they do their job <laughs> exactly. Deb, first of all, let's talk about the other day and and the win over the Steelers. Just uh, getting that one in Pittsburgh uh, defensively did the job in shutting down the Steelers' offense. Take me through uh, getting that win on the road this early in the year for this team. Yeah, man, it was big. I think you know, starting off, you know, the first two weeks on the road, you want to learn how to play well on the road, and uh, I think we did a good job of just hitting our targets. You know, the things that we talked about doing well in the game, uh, we were able to do defensively. No big plays. 
uh, keeping Trubisky in the pocket, you know, and then creating turnovers. And we got one on defense, one on special teams, um, which really was a deciding factor in the game. So uh, we know that's something we got to continue to do. That's not a, you know, one-week thing. Uh, that's kind of, I would say, a method, you know, and a recipe for success for us as a defense. Uh, and it'll be a tough task Sunday to try to get those things done. Dev, speaking of big plays, the defense that you guys are up against this week had a rough time slowing down Tua. You guys faced him in week one of the regular season. What are some of the challenges that you saw from that Miami offense and from Tua in year three as him being the starting quarterback down there? Yeah, man, uh, they're, they're just very multiple, I would say. You know, obviously with you know Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill now, um, just so much going on, and, you know, I think, you have to be very disciplined against them. And, you know, I think it's the same thing for Baltimore, what they see from their offense. You know, a lot of guys motioning, moving. Um, and when you step the wrong way, uh, the speed that they have, and I think, you know, Tua, very similar to Lamar Jackson, they understand that. They understand when to get the ball out of their hands right away to uh, skill guys. Um, and when they do that, it's tough. You're playing against guys that if they have a step on you, it might as well be five yards because you're just not catching them. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest tasks, you know, that we had week one. And I would say now we have again uh, week three when you talk about Bateman and uh, DuVernay, those guys, like you're not catching those guys. They get free in the open field. Devin McCourty, Patriots three-time Super Bowl champion, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. All right, Lamar Jackson, Dev, how do you get ready for this? Um, it's tough, man, I think. You know, he obviously took the league by storm when he first played, you know, throughout that season, his rookie year. Um, but I would say the hard thing with some of these really good players, like guy already has an MVP award. He's gotten better. He's doing things that I would say when he used to play him, used to say, you know, keep him in the pocket. Uh, he's going to want to scramble. He's not doing those things. He has no problem sitting in the pocket. I was just saying that, you know, to the media just now in my press conference, he does a really good job understanding what defense you're in. If you're sitting in zone and all eyes are on him, he knows it's not as easy to just take off. So he's going to sit in the pocket, wait for somebody on cover, get them the ball. But as soon as you get out there, and man, he understands that you don't have a guy for him and you're not accounting for him. If a lane opens up, he knows, all right, I can take off and I'm going to get 20 yards before that free safety comes out of coverage and now gets to me. Um, and I think that's where he, be, he has become even more dangerous outside of obviously the QB runs as he understands fully what the defense is doing, and the best way to attack it. Dev, let's talk about the growth of your quarterback, Mac Jones. What are some of the things that you've seen from him in year two as he continues to develop and evolve? Yeah, man, I would say one thing is just him being himself. You know, I think coming in here, coming to New England, you know, you have Brady, you have Cam Newton, you have two of the guys in our era who, you know, have played football at the highest level, MVP awards, all of that, and that's what you got to come up behind last year as a rookie, and I thought he obviously handled that really well. Um, but I think this year, just seeing him take more leadership uh, roles, being able to address guys, being able to get the offense and uh, plays that they need, but also get them, I would say, mentally where they need to be to go out there and compete. It's been a lot of fun to watch. You know him, uh, sometimes you watch him, you forget, you know, how young he is. Just turned 24 his birthday, uh, I think, a week or two ago. So uh, I've I've had a lot of fun just seeing him grow and, and lead us. Um, and I thought last week was big for him just at rebounding, uh, us as a team, you know, and coming out and getting a win. Um, and I thought he really was, you know, the important factor in leading the way uh, last Sunday. Talking with three-time Super Bowl champion Devin McCourty on Canty and Carlin. And, Dev, 
We know there's been a lot of conversations leading up to the season about the offensive coordinator position and not necessarily having clearly defined roles. It feels like Matt Patricia has stepped into that, although Joe Judge and Bill Belichick are involved in that. What have you seen from that dynamic and how that's impacted the offense? Yeah, man, I think it's just been a, a constant uh, progression. And I think all of those guys kind of combining and coming together um, has been good for us. I think, you know, obviously week one didn't go as well for us as far as scoring points, but we're able to move the ball, make some plays, and I think you can see the confidence building. I think that's what it is early in the year. I don't care who the guy is, who the person is. Each unit has to continue to build confidence. I think you do that by each guy kind of doing their job, fulfilling their role, uh, each time it comes up, it builds trust. It builds continuity. Um, and I think we're starting to see that, you know, on offense and defense for us as a team. Um, but, you know, obviously, I think doing that week in and week out, and we'll have a huge challenge first time at home this year uh, to go out there and try to do all those things over and over again. But uh, it's been good watching our offense just kind of build and continue to build and, you know, creating some explosive plays and doing uh, all of those different things uh, that they did last week. It's going to be good to just continue to see them grow. Uh, each week of the season. Dev, now I need to be I need you to be honest with me with this one. You already got the deal in place to join Jason McCourty when you get done <laughs> being a being a part of the media. Man, just just go ahead and shoot it straight now. You already got the deal in place. <laughs> man, I told him he needs to get me a deal. So I don't I don't want to take his job. But if he doesn't want me to take his job, he better have a job waiting for me. <laughs> but all I can say is I flip it on your, uh, the other morning on Good Morning Football, and they're having a, a poll as to who's the better-looking McCourty. I mean, like, what's that about? Chris, a straight setup. They got this guy doing makeup every day. They got the light team and all of them. And all they do is they ask their fan base. Like, of course they're going to pick him. They watch him every day. So not surprised by his actions. <laughs> Dev, awesome stuff. I also want to mention Monday, October 17th, 6.30 p.m. up in Boston at King's Boston Seaport. It's McCourty Bowl benefiting the Boston Medical Center. If you know Dev and you know J-Mac, you know they do incredible work. They're on the board up at Boston Medical Center, and that is a great event when they are involved. Be there if you're in the area. Again, that's Monday, October 17th. Dev, good luck this week. Maybe we'll see you before the game. Thanks. Appreciate it. Hey, Kathy, you came to my camp one time, so you can always wear your Baltimore gear, man. You'll always be good with me. <laughs> hey, but I'm going to come and show love in your house this weekend. No Baltimore Ravens gear. Nothing but respect. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate it. Devin McCourty of the Patriots. One of the true good guys in the National Football League, man. Love Dev. I've known him for a long time through Rutgers. He is an awesome, awesome dude. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.